That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. As always, I am your host, the Commodore. Ding, ding. That was surprisingly good. And not <laughs> at all Game of Thrones themed. Uh, uh, that's okay, don't worry about it. No, no, no don't, don't hurt yourself. Yeah. Um, you need some like guy with a gong or something. I need some dong. Dragons. You got the, any dragon noises over there we can hit? Uh, and with me, as always, is... There you go. And with me, as always, is a slightly hoarse Rue tonight, apparently. Hi, how are you? I'm I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm ready. I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm ready to I'm talk. I'm excited. Linsanity. We're going to talk so much Linsanity tonight. Yes. No, um, actually, you might not know this, but we're actually going to discuss the very popular television program, Mad Men this evening. Yeah. Oh it. God, I'm so excited for Mad Men. I am too. I'm so excited about Mad Men. That, the last season of Mad Men. That starts this on this Sunday, right? Yes. Oh my God. Uh, wait. Nope. Yes. Two Sundays. Two Sundays. Thirteenth. Okay, close enough. Next Sunday. Yeah. Close enough. As long as there's close enough. Christina Hendricks in my future. Allison Brie. Point is, no. uh, yes. we are actually not going to talk about Mad Men. I mean, we could. Maybe that's a future. Maybe that's the next show idea. I don't know. But the. <laughs> What we are going to talk about tonight is Game of Thrones. Yes. And you can see, look, look, I mean, I'm, I'm even wearing my, my Stark shirt. Oh. So I'm, uh, I, came, I came prepared to prepared, speak of the Game of Thrones. Well, um, I've embarrassed myself again. Well, I've embarrassed myself. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, so welcome to the show, folks. We're going to talk about Game of Thrones tonight. It's going to be a Game of Thrones down. Game of Thrones throwdown, Thrones down. I, I like your play on words there. Yes, I'm clever, aren't I? Uh, you are, and uh, <laughs> it's it's one of the reasons we keep you around. Oh. The yeah, the um, the the interesting thing here. We're, I mean, we're 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 going to talk about a lot of things Game of Thrones related. We're going to lay down some ground rules in a little while once we get to that part of the conversation. But just to remind the folks that haven't joined us previously. This is the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf, and we are going to, we always divide the show into three distinct segments. Separate but equal segments. Separate but equal. Usually that's not true because we spend a lot more time talking about the topics du jour, yes. but that's okay. Um, and the misquoting has already begun. It, it is truly <laughs> a podcast already because the misquoting has already begun. Um <laughs> The first portion of the program, we do the news and notes, the tids and bits. We call it the T's and B's. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll give you some things that uh, have happened have happened of late and um, that we think are of import to you. Yes. And, and we'll discuss those things. Um, you know, that pretty much sums it up. Se secondly, we'll get to the... I, don't, I was about to say something. I was trying to say something else really, about that. There's really nothing else to say about that. It really it's pretty much That's pretty much what it is. So um, the second portion of the program is the topic du jour. It is uh, the topic of the day. Mm, I'll have that. And Rue will have some of that. That is, of course, Game of Thrones. We'll lay down a little uh, some ground, lose on, ground rules on that. We're, we, yes, Beer Ninja, we will be coming up with a safe word. <laughs> if you see a spoiler, the safe word is Dracaris. <laughs> See, every time I do that, you can blow fire. <laughs> I need to get my sparklers again and burn the um, house down. Yeah, no, yeah, we'll set, that, set off the sprinklers. And then the third portion of the program, which people tell me is their favorite portion of the program, is actually the question and answer portion, where you can ask us any kind of question you like, be it 
about the tids and bits. Be it about the topic du jour, or be it about life. The universe and everything. The universe and everything. So we got some, uh, we got some big things in news and notes th these past couple weeks, don't we? Yeah, what the heck happened? Everything. Who turned on the news fountain? Everyone bought everything. <laughs> <laughs> really, I didn't get that note. Yes. Um, as, as far as I know, we are still, as yet, unaffiliated. Uh, actually, no, funny you mention that, because I guess technically we work for Disney now. No! <laughs> 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 um so so yes uh disney buys maker studios for um a I pretty pen 500 million was that it that, that was the payment there's so i don't many, so remember. many millions being thrown around the past couple weeks who even knows anymore exactly um, <laughs> so uh so maker studios if you're not aware is uh the uh one of the first uh companies to come out a few years ago and just like bet on new media bet on youtube they were going to put money into that and uh yep. have their own ad networks all blah, blah 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 it turns out pretty much all of most of the very big youtube folks on the youtubes uh are affiliated with maker studios including clan of the gray wolf not that i'm saying we're one of the biggest we just happen to me yes hundreds of channels are um yes and so disney has bought Maker Studios, they have bought this YouTube presence for quite a bit of money. Um, yep. So what does that mean? <sighs> Probably not all that much, does it? I mean, don't you think? Advertising? Better advertising? I don't know. Well, it's interesting. Okay, so they, they've obviously bought their way into... <laughs> yeah, Disney can't afford Land of the Grey Wolf. We won't go for anything less than a dozen donuts. That is... That is... A baker's dozen, I might add. Yes. And only... From Krispy Kreme. I was thinking Tim Hortons or Dunkin' Donuts, but we'll have Tim to Hortons. If you got, I'm, not a, I'm not a Tim Hortons fan. You have to have more Tim Hortons when we're up in Canada this year. I will do that. Good. Anyway, um, <clears throat> you, Disney's obviously trying to buy their way into YouTube, a, a YouTube presence. They're they're basically just they see this ready-made YouTube presence of a bunch of channels and they buy into it with ideas of I don't know exactly what. Uh, maybe they're going to leave it alone and just hope that maybe they just they just think it's going to be profits but i doubt that's the case that doesn't seem disney's mo they seem i mean same reason they bought marvel right they yes. um they kind of let them do their thing yeah and they expand upon it upon it and then they kind of integrate it in as best they can so, yes so maybe you'll find someone was saying advertising uh disney products earlier in the chat yeah. perhaps they want to have an easy manner of uh, promoting disney products from now on or marvel products for that matter yeah <clears throat> uh yeah or or maybe they're actually thinking about doing the unheard of which is you know trying to take some of the great ideas that come through these creative channels um and doing like what they did with marvel where now they're making a feature film from a marvel product or a, uh, a know, feature a film well, a feature film that is going to be a Disney movie in the line of Disney animated features. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Okay. What I mean is is they is a Disney movie, not like you know, not a, a movie that film. Disney happened to, like you know like, like not like Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean like a animated Disney film. Right. In the line in the heralded heralded halls of Disney animation. Uh, Who knows?
well uh or or yeah so it's all speculation at this point right i don't yeah. see any major changes i'll put yes. it that way yes the thing that's interesting to me about this is that maker maker has contracts as most youtube chant networks often do they have like mm. well, i not, can't really talk about actually a lot about it but they're multi-year contracts usually um but the thing is that once those are gone the the channels can go do whatever they mm -hmm. don't have to stick with maker uh and there may or may not be a lot of uh uh incentive to do so at this point i see so yeah. so you have okay pewdiepie or however the hell you say it biggest youtube guy he's also with maker right yes in fact all these uh all of these uh, news accounts in the past week that have been talking about what the hell maker is they use pewdiepie as their number one yeah there's a guy who makes a lot of money on youtube and you know that just as a way to try to tell the average joe what the hell maker does right right so what if he he makes a lot of money for maker what if he walks away next year and, you know some other network comes up and says hey you know what we're gonna give you a million dollars if you come to our network boom and he's gone that's a large hit for maker so maybe i don't know that that now that you have a big name like disney in here maybe there's some interesting ideas for like upfront buying of talent going on i, I i'm seeing to see yeah. starting to see stuff like that kind of going on already actually well is this just kind of the harbinger for the for the kind of maturation of online media like yes where you know i mean think of hollywood back in the early 20th century where you know really there wasn't hollywood per se it's just kind of this is where everyone went to go make movies and, and people started building these very large studios and the studio's job was very simple because all they were supposed to do was pump out movies. Yeah, it's, this is part of the corporatization of online video, it, uh, online video platform uh, as, a, as, as actual, uh, as a form of media. And I don't mean media in terms of like newspapers. I mean media as a form of entertainment. You know? Yes. So yes. it's a it's like you said it's a maturation, and it's going to be interesting to see where it goes from here. The wild west is slowly slipping away, or quickly slipping away, depending on how you look at it. And yeah, it, it's not going to yeah. be like it is ever again, <laughs> folks. Yeah. Whatever, no. for good no. or bad. So it's the, interesting. Uh, the taming of the wild wild west in yep. many ways. Um, what else? Uh, oh, I should mention, by the way, if you would like to ask a question before we actually get to the question and answer portion of the program, all you have to do is go up to the upper right-hand corner in your ah. chat window. You'll find my name, Commodore128. It's probably near the top because I own the place. Click on, uh, not unlike last time, when none of us owned anything. <laughs> um, just click on my name, click private message. Send me a private message because that's the way I like them. And uh, send your question in that format. I will read the best questions that I receive throughout the program during the question and answer pro pro uh, part of the program, and we will answer them live. Yes. Okay. More news and notes. So, so uh, yeah, who else bought what this, this uh, past week? You know, it's interesting. Last time we spoke about the idea of wearables and, te and wearable technology, mm. and one of the things we talked about was Oculus. And then Oculus got bought by Facebook. For only $2 billion. It's not that, a big deal. It, it's like, that's like one-seventh of a WhatsApp, basically. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's like, it's like, and by the way, that's cash and stock. Sure. So you're getting a good deal there. 
You're getting a good deal. <laughs> I hear that Facebook stock is real nice. Yeah. Um, point is, though, $2 billion seems like a lot of money to invest in a in something that began as a Kickstarter, does it not? Well, Zuck's on a spending spree. Hey, man. I would say compared to, well, I don't know. Spend it if you got it. Compared to acquisition, look, I'm not on the board of Facebook. I don't make such decisions. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But it seems compared to something more ephemeral like Instagram or WhatsApp, this acquisition is at least tangible. Tangible. It's like technology and people and, and, and... that's, Patents. yeah, you know, things that actually would have value instead of right. a chat app. Yeah, I mean, software yeah. has its value as well, but you're really paying for users there. It's kind of, it's kind of difficult to lock down. It could be That's gone tomorrow. Kind of, I know. That's what I'm saying is uh, I'm, I'm probably just no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just saying compared to the other recent Facebook acquisitions, this isn't as crazy, although it did cause a lot of gnashing of teeth online. Uh, everyone yeah. seems to have a, an opinion about it. Uh, what's yeah. yours? I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I first of all, it's, it's great for Oculus. And if you're somebody that, um, you know, had investment in those cats and got in early. Good job. The payday came. Um, <laughs> and you're one of like 10 people. But anyway, um, so it can't be bad for them. Okay. No. Oh, no. But, it's great for anyone who works at Oculus. And... But it's great for Oculus in general. I yes. mean, the fact of the matter is they were scraping by as kind of a niche player trying to sell everyone on the fact that VR was the future. And, you know, taking out some pretty high-end targets. I mean, let's face it. You know, you you got John Carmack from id Software mm-hmm. basically quitting his, his very stable job at id to go the company's worked for for 25 years and jumps on at Oculus, you know? Um, that's how excited he is about the technology. And that's a big target. That's not, you know, that's not just a couple folks in their garage, you know. Oh, yeah. That being said, you know, it's good for them. I, I just don't, maybe maybe I, I, you know, some people say that I lack vision. I know that's hard to believe. You lack vision. Uh, see, some people have said that. Yep. Some people have said that. And they're entitled to their opinion. But I'll tell you, I, one of the rate, ways I might be able to prove them correct in this case that you is vision? because... Keep up. It is, it, I I don't understand what the play is here for Facebook. Can you understand it? What, what what exactly is the synergy between a social networking platform and virtual reality? Can you help bridge the gap for me? Well, first off, you're out of focus. Nope. There you go. Secondly, <laughs> I'm back. There we go. Uh, one would think, and I, I, I heard there were some leaked notes from like meetings at Facebook that uh, detail some of their thoughts on this whole matter. Basically, we bought, okay. we bought this thing. Now what the hell do we do? Yeah. Um, I think it's like we a... We bought let, this thing. What do we do? Let, let's wait and see what happens. You know, their, their integration into Facebook, uh, you know, so you can have like chats. Speaking of chat apps, maybe you can have chats with someone and virtually you can see them and it's like they're there. Who the heck knows? Look... Or, or maybe they're going to, you know, integrate it into their gaming platform. You know, Facebook games, you know, Farmville with, with VR. Who knows? Not I, don't, I, I don't think Facebook knows for sure. I don't think Oculus knows. I don't think anyone's going to know for a few years. Uh, if anything comes from it at all, you know? Yeah. And, yeah it's tough to imagine. At the, at the very least, it's difficult to fathom. 
I the mean, direction at yes. the moment. And and so in the end, this is look back when we talked about this two weeks ago. I said, you know, I don't see Oculus Rift becoming the next big thing. I think it's gonna be really cool technology that some geeks, you know, we're geeks are really gonna love and it'll be interesting. I don't see it becoming huge. You know, no, it, it's it's a little too too different. And Facebook doesn't change that. Yes, it's, it's not going to be the next big thing in gaming. Facebook, no. I think, makes that chance even worse. You know. Yeah, I think so too. For it's, various it's, reasons. Yeah, I, I mean, one of the first things I read after after this happened was the the talks that were canceled by Notch for a 3D Minecraft on Oculus. I know. Well, that was uh, yeah. A very very high profile falling out, simply because he doesn't. He's kind of creeped out by the platform um it's not uh, the only one a lot of people will refuse to use face or uh the facebook rift uh, i mean you know yeah the facebook rift. i i mean i i definitely have friends that that still aren't on facebook and refuse to 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 join the the crowd uh and those people are not oh and i'm talking specifically about friends that aren't that are under 80 years old so you know <laughs> it's not that that's significant is what i'm saying um but the uh, you know it, it's just it's just kind of weird and that's all i can say about it i don't i don't get it i don't know what the connection with facebook and oculus really is this is not like you know if apple bought oculus i could sit i could sit here and i could think to myself okay well maybe they're probably thinking about 3d tv because they they've been long rumored to be talking about tv they're talking about consumption of you know games and these kinds of things Facebook, I, I, I couldn't even tell you what their core business is. I mean, I, they they advertise, I guess. Oh, the core business is there is the you know, I've seen this said many times, and it's pretty accurate. It's like it's not that Facebook's trying to sell you something; mm-hmm. Facebook's trying to sell you. Yes, you know, it, kind, yeah. kind of the same as Google in a lot of ways, yeah. except Google off is branched out into a lot of other things. But basically, the idea is Facebook has a crap load of information about you, and advertisers yeah. would love to know about it. That's exactly right. And at the end of the day, there we are, right? I mean, you know, yeah. they. I mean, they they find we, a way. We, Facebook, we forfeit all of our info, and then they, you know, it. want to collect it all. Uh, what, what's the infamous quote? I mean, not you know, from back in the day when when he first came up, when Zuckerberg first came up with this, he's like, "Hey, I got all this information. These stupid bastards trust me, you know, <laughs> because and, and people still do it. They still give all all this information freely. When Facebook figured out how to make uh, bring ads and you know advertising to to their mobile, their stock doubled in price. Essentially, that that's right. why their stock has been so high lately. Right. Uh, that's you know, it's not insignificant. Anyway. Yeah, so the, I, I you know, think, in a nutshell, by the way, no freaking clue what they're going to do with Oculus Rift. No, and I, I can think of 10 companies. There are many, many folks that have chimed in here, you know, uh, Valve, like, for for example, Valve, Valve, you know, being invested in Oculus. That makes total sense. It makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Nintendo being invested with Oculus. Sony. Uh, well, Sony's you know, doing their own thing in this. I'm just theories just, about Microsoft, too. But I'm yeah. just I'm just throwing that out there. You know, that I think makes some sense. But Oculus doesn't make much sense to me. So I don't know. Speaking of Microsoft, they got a new head uh, of their gaming division. Yes. Um, Because Microsoft got a new CEO. We talked about that uh, a couple shows ago. Um, 
I can't believe it's been six months since Ballmer left. How crazy is that? <laughs> um, Phil Spencer is now the head of gaming at Microsoft. He's the head of everything that has an Xbox in the title. Um, Xbox Live, Xbox Music, Xbox Video, Xbox whatever, Xbox whatever times two. He is in charge of all of that. Um, and his philosophy, interestingly enough, as he says, is kind of a games first philosophy. Do you think that's kind of directly in response to Sony or do you think this was kind of the intention with Xbox all along? Oh, no, it certainly wasn't the intention all along. It's kind of a <laughs> jerry-rigged uh, last, last My, minute thing. Mike, right? That's kind of been Microsoft's stance on a lot of things the past year. They've yeah. been, you know, having ha- had a lot of false steps and they, yeah. for, their, for their credit, have been changing a lot of positions, you know, like the always yes. on connect and things like that. And yep. I think they're still trying to catch up with a lot of the bad PR they generated about this time last year with the Xbox One. So, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think they're, they're probably overcoming a little bit of that still. You're right. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure I buy it. I think Titanfall is a, is a big, big step. And um, But I, I know there will, be, there will be Titanfalls that are on the, the, the PS4 side before too long, so on and so forth, and the punches continue to get thrown. It looks as if at this point they're probably it's probably pretty stable in terms of the video game market. It looks like we've got a pretty good solid duopoly here of just punching back and forth and they're just going to kind of battle it out and you know split core gamers yeah. and um, Nintendo will pick up all of the trimmings as it were. Yes. I well, which is not a bad bad position for them, probably. Nintendo's going to be fine for quite a while. They got to they, they're yeah. sitting back on their money bin and doing all right. Uh, all right, let's let's do a let's do a quick hit. Uh, Amazon releases the Amazon Fire TV. Basically, it's a Roku player. It's an Apple TV. It's all those things, except by Amazon now. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's we knew this was coming. Yeah, um, pretty you know, much. Apple, Apple has Apple TV. Google has Google Chromecast, and had Google TV. Um, you know, these things just kind of keep evolving. The battle has has <laughs> for a while not been um, for the TV itself. The battle is for the TV set top box, mm-hmm. and we've seen that from everybody. Right? Even mm-hmm. cable providers are fighting to have that box right now. Um, so there's, the thing is, there's so many of them on the market. Now. There's so many of them, and they all pretty much do the same things. Yep. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not sure I see a ton of differentiation here with Amazon. I just know that Amazon has something that, um, you know, a lot of folks that have tried to come into this market have not had, like the Ouya, which is a ton of cash. Mm. Um, Amazon's investing very healthily with this. They're they're going to spend a lot of money. They're going to bring in a lot of big people. They just and, and yeah, and this is something you just said about the hiring the big people. You said that uh, this is a gaming platform amongst yes. other things. It's not just that. Yes. And they just hired uh, Kim Swift, uh, who made one of the uh, Kim Swift from Portal and uh, Clint Hawking from Far Cry Two. So they've hired some big names to make cool games. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, but you know. Think of even just a couple of years ago, um, you would have TV manufacturers like Samsung and LG and things like that. The whole smart TV concept 
was supposed to destroy the idea of the set-top box because they wanted you to buy one TV that did everything, and then you just replace your TV more often or as often as you replace your set-top box, which is probably only once every few years, right? Yes. But certainly not 10 years. Um, also focus. You know, <laughs> I don't know what's up with your camera tonight. I don't either. It's, it just wants to go nuts. It's, it's still out. I, I, I need to put my low light focus on. How's that? Uh, there you go. All right. Anyway. All right. Now we're back. Um, yeah, but I, so their whole their whole thought was they wanted to eradicate the set top box, and the set top box is more popular now than ever. Everyone wants one. Your TV is now is has been relegated, I think, even further into the dumb monitor position. Yeah. Your your TV is just going to be something you consume stuff on, and the set top box is ruling the roost and the oculus is probably just another example of that where you put something on your face you don't even need a screen um but anyway all right so those are my thoughts it's an interesting step into the into the field you know again like you said not unexpected we'll see what happens uh i'm also being told it's not listed it's not being linked to prime as yet and i'm kind of pissed about that as a prime subscriber oh i let my prime subscription last uh lapse so I uh, I won't do that. I will not do that. Uh, too much overlap with Netflix for me. I'm fine. I'm fine mm. as it is. Uh, it's not about video consumption. I just like two day shipping. Well, yeah, but also they started charging sales tax in my state, so I'm like, man. Yep. Yep. It. Same thing with me. Terrible. Um. All right. So we need to get onto the topic du jour oh, here. But I got one more quick one. Oh, okay. Good. I got a happy twentieth birthday to a good old friend of you and me. Final <laughs> Fantasy VI. Oh my god! Twenty years old today, came out in Japan. Let's all just take a moment and appreciate it for what it is. One of the greatest games of all time. Just take it all in. Twenty years. All right. Can you believe that? Yep, you're old. I am old. I am old. You specifically are old. I specifically am old. I played Final Fantasy VI. It's a good game. And I played it when it was new. Hey. Or newish. You know what? Yes. I knew Final yeah. Fantasy VI. Final Fantasy VI was a friend of mine. And you, sir, and you're a new, are no Final no Fantasy VI. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that's a, that is a quick hit, but a, but a significant contribution. See, that's that's a that's a good one. Um, time. Time to throw down the gauntlet. Now, time to move on to the topic du jour. The topic of the day. Mm, I'll have that. And that today would be a Game of Thrones throwdown, folks. We're not gonna we're not gonna tiptoe around this thing. We're gonna talk all about Game of Thrones, as many of you slash all of you slash most of you slash who knows, uh, probably know. Lieutenant Tasha Yar is now in The Walking Dead. <laughs> I did notice that. That was interesting. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry. I just had to. I had to. We say just that. had to it's say it. It's completely unrelated. Yep. Um, what is related, however, is that we are here to talk about Game of Thrones, and it debuts season four of Game of Thrones. Sunday. Khaleesi. Debuts this Sunday, the 6th of April, on HBO, the network that nobody has but everybody loves. Um, I just made that up. That's pretty good. That's kind of good. So we wanted to spend some time talking about Game of Thrones because we really like Game of Thrones. Um We'll talk about our histories with the show here in just a second. But um, <laughs> it's, it's a big 
it's a big, big deal. Like, this is a really popular show now. It is? And it's a popular show. People know it. Never heard People of it. People know these things. And um, what's really interesting is that it's not your traditional kind of what you would think would be a really popular show. But it is. It's very popular. We're going to talk about that. Um, I know. It's got things like sex and violence. People hate that. We have to put down some ground rules here. Or yes. things can get out of control. Yes. Okay. All right. One. We are going to talk openly and honestly about sex. What? No, I'm just kidding. Well, we probably will. We're going to talk open. I just felt like the right thing to say. <laughs> We're going to talk openly and honestly. We're prepared. This it's was just, all a trick. I, I went right into it. I it, thought maybe some of you hadn't had the talk yet. It's time to just move right on. This is all a trick to get you in here so we could have the talk. <laughs> right, exactly. You thought you were talking about Game of Thrones. Nope. Um... So uh, we're going to talk openly about all of the events that have happened in Game of Thrones from w the duration of the show. So not first the books. Three, first three seasons. The first three seasons. We will probably talk about some things that were unique to the books, but yes. only up until this point. Yeah. So we'll, only up until this point in the in the in the show. Our, our our region of discussion, which overlaps, is is both the first three seasons of the show, which is up to this point. And the first two and a half books, basically up yes. until the Red Wedding or so. Yes. In the books. Yes. So. And um, if you have not, not right come now, to that point of the show, then it's probably a good idea for you to bail out now and come back and watch the show again. Spoilers ahoy. Because spoilers ahoy. Yes. You might want to. You might want to just wait because the show is being recorded, folks. We have the technology. You can just come back and watch it after you've caught up on the show. The point is. Uh, we please, 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 please. <laughs> if you have read all the books and are and are, are an expert in your encyclopedic knowledge of Game of Thrones, please do not spoil the show for the rest of us. Okay. Or your band. The end. That's uh, that's number one. Number two, or is there any other really ground rules we need to have? Um, we probably will ban you if you try to spoil something. Ban and deleted. Um, we got we got we got people standing by ready with the band hammer. Yeah. Folks. Uh, folks. Yes. All folks. Right. So, with that. All right. Let's talk about Game of Thrones. All so, right. as as fans of the show will know, um, well, some of the fans of the show won't know this, but I did a weekly ringer probably close to about two years ago now. I think all the fans of the show would know that. On uh, Game of Thrones, on Game of Thrones, and it being maybe the best fantasy show of all time. Ah. And uh, I, at that point, I knew very, very little about it, but it just kind of started watching it. Now, uh, at what I started to say, as fans of the show will know, Rue <laughs> had not gotten into the show until we had a little throwdown. A little less than a, a year ago, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and I told you that you were absolutely crazy because you had not yet partaken in the Game of Thrones wonder. And now you feel stupid for that. I don't know if I go that far, but... True or false. <laughs> you feel stupid. True or false. Um, I feel fine with it. I, I'm, I'm fully uh, obsessed with it right now. I've gotten through... Uh, <clears throat> I've gotten just before the Red Wedding in the books. And uh, watched the show all the way through twice. And I've absorbed a lot of the extra lore and such of Westeros. But... Yes. Yeah, um, no, it's pretty good. I like it. It's great. And 
I love the show because it is kind of a geeky show. You can get really, really into the show, mm-hmm. but you don't have to, which is the kind of the magic formula for w- way uber popular shows these days, right? So yeah. you have everybody in the world loves the show. You know, there were the Red Wedding videos and blah, 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 blah. The, the, the premiere is, is so hyped up. It's ridiculous at this point. And it's one of those cool phenomena, those pop culture phenomena, because it is, it is actually popular, even though it's pretty freaking geeky. I mean, you're talking about 3,000 years of... There's a lot of backstory to it. Backstory. Even more, 10,000 years of backstory, really. Um, this is... People say, you know, like Game of Thrones, you know? Game of Thrones is like a whole additional mythology, right? Mm-hmm. But if somebody says, do you like Lord of the Rings, which I would say is probably the only analog I can think of with that kind of mythology that is this popular. It won a Best Picture award. Dang it. Damn it. <laughs> and um, so, so yeah. So <clears throat> so why do you think that is? I don't know. I, I, I think it's got... Uh, well, okay. The easy thing to say here <laughs> is that the Lord of the Rings was created in a very different era. It really creates kind of the era of modern fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that, I, I don't mean contemporary fantasy. I mean modern fantasy, as in Tolkien created what we now know as fantasy. Um, and And he does it in a very kind of clean, sober... Um, well, it, you know, it's much kind of, more clean than it is here. Much more clean, but but also, you know, it, it's it's yeah. it's very much a mythology that's designed. It's proverbial. It's supposed to teach us about life, and teach us about ourselves, and 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 teach kids that there are good ways to do things, and so on and so forth. Live your life, and then you have Game of Thrones, right? Which is basically created from an idea uh, in George Martin's kind of mind of I'm going to just write whatever the hell I want as dirty and whatever I want it to be that I know no one will ever possibly make into a movie and that's the story I'm going to write. Pretty much. Uh, I mean, it's... it's They're both fantasy, but they're both very different. And uh, uh, Slade... <clears throat> Slade kind of gets to the core of the matter here in the chat room. He's saying that, yeah. you know, now, now is it the best... Is it the best because of the sex and violence or genuinely good storytelling? Yeah. Well, uh, what, what, like what, what, what is it? What is it? Do you think that is driving this giant interest in Game of Thrones from the general public? Whereas most yeah, fantasy so can't do, break through the sex and gore and all those kinds of things make it more what I uh, make it more realistic, which is why I think. The, sh- the show is popular because it's more of a realism. And, and I say that knowing full well that we're talking about dragons and <laughs> magic and zombies. OK, but but what I mean by that is that is that the the social and kind of cultural context is more realistic. Right. Mm-hmm. So Game of Thrones is all about factions warring over territory, over the minds of people, over mm-hmm. power, over a seat. Right. And. You know, it's a Game of Thrones, right? So, it's it's a it's it's about politics at its core. Yes, and you know that is more real, I think, to people than well, you know, hobbits that are learning lessons about life and love and it's truth it's, and honesty. It's at least more interesting, I would say. I would go out on that ledge. Uh, you know that there's a lot of intrigue here. There's a lot of intrigue. Yeah. I see a lot of similarities between House of Cards, 
which is a big political thriller, um, both the British and the U.S. version, and Game of Thrones. There's a yes. lot of backstabbing. There's a lot of, you know, who can you trust? You know, is this person going to kill this person? Blah, 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 whatever. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, what, what's it? You either, when you play the Game of Thrones, you either win or you die. Yes. Or in some cases, you get thrown in front of an oncoming train. Um, yes. So. Oh, wait. Is that, is that Game of Cards? Game of Cards. cards. Thrones of. Thrones of Thrones. <laughs> but, House of Thrones. And so, and so that's something that is, I think, a human element that's very intriguing that is wrapped in fantasy. Yes. I, I would. Man, I don't know. I would venture, and this is going on on a limb. Because you would expect most people to say, what are they, when you ask someone on the street what do they like best about Game of Thrones, you would expect some base answers. Like, I like the boobies, or I like yeah. the dragons, or I like right. the ice zombies. Yeah. I think more often than not, people will say, I like I like the, they might not put it exactly this way, but I like the intrigue. I like yeah. how Joffrey's just a guy, you, little, a kid you really just want to strangle. Or know? I like the characters. That's part of it. That's a big part of it. There's yeah. some excellent performances here. I, I mean... I think so too. I think Carrera put it very well when he said that this isn't exactly anything groundbreaking in book form. No, there's tons it's of not. books, and you can do anything you want in a book. To yes. put this on a TV screen is different. You know, I'll go a step further and say it's not anything groundbreaking in books because the books aren't really that good. Um, the what is good about the books, and what I think George Martin is brilliant about is weaving a story, a narrative that mm -hmm. is very, very plotted. It works. It's long form. It's not just the slow stuff. It's the long stuff as well. You know, the books are not all that exciting and intriguing to read, but the events? Yes. I that's agree. really good. The prose itself, not that great. Utterly boring. The story and how it all fits together, very brilliant. Yeah. You can tell there's a lot of interconnected there's you can tell there's a there's just a wall of notes in george R. R. martin's house that connects everything going on you know yeah um, and i you know I, I don't think as proof of that you know there was a time when people studied tolkien in school i can never imagine a time where people will be studying martin in schools i, I just don't think that's ever going to happen no this is not literature to remember but the story itself is glorious it's it's more of a it's something people will remember in the same way they remember. Jeez, I don't know. Um, I was going to say it's, a, it's a tough, tough to find an analogy. Isn't it? Any any TV show that's really well remembered, maybe something yeah. like Battlestar Galactica. They don't study Battlestar yeah. Galactica in school, but tons no. of people remember it. You know, right? Obviously, the reboot I'm talking about. Yeah, um, but my point is, it's it's not any kind of pure literature. It's it's it just happens to be really good TV. Um, the, 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 the way that this thing came about was people have come to George Martin for years and years and years, decades. Because uh, the, the, the first book, I think, came out, what, in the early 90s? Like 95, um, 96. Yeah, so there you go. So, so, so a decade and a half, right? Um, Actually, well, people that's, have, that's about two decades ago. Almost two decades, right? <laughs> so, yeah. But my point is people weren't really all that interested in it when it first came out. It's just that yeah. over the course of years, as, as books came out, it was like, oh, we really need to make <laughs> this into a new media. So we go, hey, uh, George, let's make this into a movie. And they'd get all these Hollywood people together, and he would sit down with them, and he'd be really pissed and be like, nope, these guys suck. We're not doing this. See you later. And that was that. 
Well, uh, uh, I was only, gosh, it had to be, it had to be probably at this point almost 10 years ago. The creators of the Game of Thrones show on HBO sat down with George Martin. He was expecting just another meeting. This is a joke. And they said, we completely agree with you. It, this should not be a feature film. Mm-hmm. We need to make this into a TV show. The Golden Age of TV is here, and we can tell it a lot better that way. And he kind of went, ah, okay, that's interesting. And so things kind of rolled on, right? And, and lo and behold, we have something that I think is, is great. Um, but it's, you know, it's different. It's very, very different, and it's realistic. Let me talk about the, one of the other ways I think. That, and, and this, you know, is interesting and what I think something's different about the show. He seems willing to truly kill anybody. That's what make that's that's the thing that I think really makes you pay attention and grabs people. Yeah. You know. And, yeah. I, and some people call it gratuitous. Some people say like, oh, he's just killing people just to be yeah. shocking. Like that's right. a bad thing. You know, it's yeah. like like no. And, and I think he puts I saw he was on I saw an interview with him on Conan or George R. R. Martin on Conan O'Brien or something. And he says yeah. he wants it to be he'll kill people just because it's not exciting. You know, like Marvel. Like the Avengers yeah. was a great movie. It was a fun movie. Yep. But yep. you don't you know all of them are gonna survive. You know Absolutely. You know, Iron Man's not gonna die by the end that's of the right. movie. That's you know, right. New York's not gonna be destroyed. Whereas yes. season three of Game of Thrones, season three, not even halfway through the whole story. What happens? Yes. Pretty much the entire family that you thought was the protagonists yes. is dead. Yeah. Their home is or, or being hunted. Yeah. Yes. You know, their home is burnt to the ground. They That's got right. nothing. You know, that's right. It, when if you start out through halfway through the first book or half season, and you're thinking, you know what? I bet within about two and a half seasons, all the Starks are going to be gone, pretty, pretty much. Yeah, that's ridiculous. There's you're like, oh, there's tons yeah. of them. Yeah, you, exactly. you would not see that coming. And it's yes. And I, what, that's why the red wedding is so shocking. You know, it, it, even people who are even people who are ancillarily familiar with the show, like oh, a lot of people die. The red wedding is still shocking. Because it's yep. brutal, uh, it's complete in its destruction of the Starks, and yes. uh, yeah, I, I am all for that. I, I, I like not knowing what's coming next. That's why I hate spoilers. Yeah, I mean, this is a show that I think because <laughs> you because you don't know what to expect of coming next, you know, it, it's that much better. Um, and the fact that that it seems like. Uh, he will absolutely kill anybody because it is interesting. The other thing is, it can be a non-event too, right? So, you know, generally, I think he treats death with probably the right amount of reverence for the world that he's created. And that that means, you know, it's not it's never like this kind of huge, massive play of, oh, like think of think of when Boromir dies oh, in yeah. Lord of the Rings, yeah. right? He gets shot and it goes to slow motion and this is all this powerful music and and you know you get to, you it's almost painful to watch oh, in that regard. Sean Bean, right? <laughs> and then and then Ned Stark, also Sean Bean, <laughs> is killed in Game of Thrones and literally he just walks out there. They say no and he's dead. Yeah, sword it, comes it's, down. It's not even uh, exceptionally gory. You know, no. I, I mean, you see a head rolling around afterward, but it's not like they show. Yeah. It's not like. Yeah. 
There's no like replay of 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 all the significant shots from his life. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just like kills him. Like Arya's like no, and and it's over. It's not. It's know? not exceptionally gory or anything. Yeah, like like it's not like when um, crap. What's the Castellan of Winterfell? Uh, yeah. The guy with the, the whiskers. Can't think of his name. Ooh, the guy with the whiskers in the, Winterfell. The, the big white whiskers. The Castellan who Theon kills. Oh uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Um, my God. My I don't know why I can't think of his melting name. People. I know my brain's melting too. Why did you say that? <laughs> people in the chat will be like, "It's this guy." You I idiot. can see him in my head, and I can't. You know who I'm talking about? When Theon do. cuts his head off, it's gory. The trains all of the yeah, all the people. Yeah. In, in, you know, it's yeah. gory. He doesn't get it in one blow. It's terrible. It's you know, yes. it makes you cringe, but it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not as emotionally impactful as the silence and 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 cut the black of of Ned's death. You know, right uh, and. Yeah. Well, I know who Theon Greyjoy is, damn it. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I got a question for you. <clears throat> yes. Realizing that we're not spoiling anything past the third season, which isn't out yet. Past the, yes. the fourth season isn't out yet, obviously. Uh, but yes. we're not looking forward in the books. Who do you think, what's the next major character to die next, do you think? You know, if I if I just took the arc of the narrative and I truly believe that no one that 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 anybody could die mm -hmm. I would have to say Tyrion Lannister <sighs> but, but I'd have to truly believe that anyone could die in this series and I'm not convinced that, that, that he can die I have a funny feeling his part is yet to be played narratively mm -hmm. but if I'm looking at the story just the pure story he's going to be in a bad spot Oh, definitely. If, if you've seen any of the previews, the little th trailers for this next season, yep. something bad's going on with him. He's like on some sort of a trial or something's going on, right? Yeah. Here's yep. the thing. I think since Jamie's back in King's Landing, yes. I think that prevents anything really terrible. I'm, I, here's me with my Pollyanna thing. I think that <laughs> prevents anything truly terrible from happening to Tyrion this season. Yeah. At least as far as dying. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, some people are saying Tywin. Um, I would say Tywin. Tywin I love Lester. Tywin. I could see him dying. I, I can see, I, yeah. The thing is, you can see anyone dying. Here's someone. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be the next one to die, but I don't think Joffrey is too long for the world. Hodor. No, Hodor can't die. Hodor kills him. Hodor. Hodor ascends to the Iron Throne. Hodor ascends. <laughs> <laughs> Hodor would probably be a better king than Joffrey. Oh, of course he would. Um, Hodor. Hodor. Uh, and, um, and Hot I would totally, Pie. I would totally do whatever Hodor told me to do. Hot Pie would, will be hand to the king. Hot Pie. <laughs> and a thousand year reign of peace. Oh, Hot Pie. The dynasty of pain. <laughs> um, his, uh, his, his sigil is a, is a beefy Big cookie that's shaped like a wolf. Oh, you know, it was bread. Oh, it was bread. It's, it's a wolf. It looked like a giant cookie, but anyway, <laughs> it's, it's bread that looks like a cookie. It, it does. She she didn't she like take a bite and she's like it's delicious or whatever. Mister Protagonist has an interesting point. Joffrey will die, but it won't be satisfying. I think. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know it, how you can make it satisfying enough to kill him off. Yeah, I, I could see Joffrey dying, but well, I because here's the, the same thing. Time. He he's yeah. on the Iron Throne to make yes. this very interesting. Yeah, that needs to change somehow. Why? I think Why? that needs to change at some point because to have uh, one person with that much power and nothing 
really terrible happened to them? Because really, what really terrible thing has happened to Joffrey? Like nothing. Nothing. He's nothing he, of uh, anyone in Game of Thrones. He's had the sunniest life so far, basically. Yeah. The crap yeah. Seem, keeps falling in his lap. He's like, oh, this I is mean, great. His people hate him, and and he, he gets attacked by him, but he doesn't really care. So you know, things have happened to him, He's but he doesn't really perceive it. He, like that. he got bitch slapped by his uncle, and then bitch slapped by his grandfather. <laughs> metaphorically and physically yeah. i mean well, he's, he hasn't had worst... hasn't been like life as a dream or anything no, but his life's been a dream when you when getting slapped, he's clearly not affected by it when getting slapped by your your dwarf uncle is the worst thing that's happened to you you're doing pretty yeah. well in game of thrones world yeah you're probably right but I, I think at some i think at some point here's my thought i think at some point <clears throat> okay now we're getting the crazy theories right mm-hmm. i think stannis is going to ascend the iron throne because he has to because of the you because you believe in the fire god yes lord of light okay. The night is dark. How's that going to happen? And full of terrors. I don't know exactly how it's going to happen. I just yeah, think it's going to happen. Because I can't, I can't figure that one out right I, now. I think Melisandre is very important in what's going on with the wall. Yeah. Because she's like one of the few yes. people that seems to really understand what's going on with that. Yes. And as a part of that, I think Stannis will ascend the Iron Throne. <clears throat> well, For I a mean, time. One, one general theory about the books in general, because as you know, the books are a part of a series called A Song of Ice and Fire. Yes. Um, is the Lord of Light, right? So the Lord of Light God of fire. that is represented by um, uh, by Melisandre um, is, is kind of the Lord of Fire, Shadow, you know, all of these things. And the antithesis, the opposing God to the Lord of Light is that that god that shall not be named okay yeah which so, they don't really talk about in the show but it's in the books it's like it's in the books there's a dark yes. god there's basically a devil and there's god yes right and 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 this god represents ice yes and cold and darkness and, and death mm-hmm. um so you know is that the the ice and fire and is it really just kind of a a celestial uh, mythological god war that's going on, a la the Greeks, and we're just seeing kind of the yeah, praise the sun. <laughs> we're just seeing the, um, and we're just seeing all of the, uh, the the human interference in that. Um, I think it's an interesting theory, but you know the, the the gods and how they play in here certainly seem to be relevant at this point in time. Okay, and here's something else that really piqued my interest when I came across this in the books uh, just a little bit, bef- you know, a little while ago. That yeah. I don't think they've ass- they've addressed in the in the in the show yet, but there's a prophecy, mm-hmm. right? Yes. About the uh, God, I can't remember the the prophecy itself off the top of my head, but it's a prophecy Melisandre has about you know the the born of fire. That yes. that's the that's the key, right? This person born of fire will come forth and save us all from the cold, evil ice things. That's the yeah. prophecy in a nutshell. She thinks it's yeah. Stannis for whatever yes. reason. Yes. Obviously, obviously, it's Danny, born of fire, literally in the fire. Well, that's one way to think dragons. about it. There's another way to think about it. What's your way of thinking about it, Mister? Well, I, oh, I'm just saying. I think that's one interpretation. I'm not. I don't. I'm not necessarily saying that's wrong, but another way to interpret it is that she's got the wrong Baratheon. Which Baratheon is left? Gendry. Gendry Baratheon (sighs) could easily be the one born of fire that Uh, 
because he is he is if you look at the world right now he actually probably is the most legitimate of all the kings out there i don't think gendry's got a big part to play i don't know i don't know I have a uh, listen. If there's one character I'm banking, I'm putting ever, I'm putting all my chips on right now, and and we'll talk about this. If you had to do it, think about because I'm asking you next. If I have to put my, all my chips on one character, <clears throat> the character I'm putting my chips on, who does what? Arya Stark to do what? And Arya, St- no, 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 to do what? As in, as in the one that's not going to die, the one that's going to survive. The, the one, the one who's going to at the end be in the best position, basically. Well. I, potentially, I mean, look, look how scared Melisandre was of Arya Stark. But but listen, Arya Stark and Gendry have a kind scared. of have a kind of bond, and I think that bond <laughs> will 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 only shore up, right? Sorry, born from a fire in the king's loins. Yeah, Gendry and a whore. Um, <laughs> that's a different kind oh, of burning. I guess we don't really know that, do we? But uh. Okay. Here, here. Well, I mean, we don't. Just like we don't know, we don't know who Jon Snow's mother I, is. I, we don't know who Gendry's mother is. Yeah, th- that doesn't matter. Oh, okay. I, right. I don't think okay, that matters. Mr. Sol- Mr. Solves a lot. I know exactly what's going on here, and, and I'm glad right. you brought up Jon so Snow because I was going to say, I'm putting all my chips on. You're putting your chips Arya. on Arya. Who are you putting all your chips on? I think Arya's going to go really far. I don't think she yeah. she survives the whole series. I think she's okay. going to be the down and dirty killer. Who gets a yes. lot of crap done? I wouldn't be surprised if she was somehow the one who kills Joffrey, but I would also not be surprised if she ends up being the representative of the Lord of Death. Oh, very well, Vargar Mogulis, Valar Mogulis, Valar Mogulis, and you saw how the Red Woman was scared to death of her. Like when they got together, she looks at her and she's like, "Oh my God, you are like the you are like I see such death with you. I am like I'm I'm freaking out right now. And she saw a lot of different colored eyes, which I thought was interesting. Also, Cripple Stark will probably survive. I don't know. I think Bran has a lot to do with stuff going on. He may or may not survive. Here's who yep. I got my my chips on. I'm all in on Jon Snow. Yeah, I think frankly that's, I think because that's he's been not too interesting the whole the whole series. Yeah, there's some reason we're following fairly this guy. unidimensional. Yeah. Okay, so here comes out probably the biggest theory out there right now. And I'm confident this has not been addressed as far as all five books have been concerned yet. Five, yes. five of seven, supposedly, to come out. We don't, we, we don't know Jon Snow's real mom. I no. would suggest we do. It is the Khaleesi herself. <laughs> no. So here's the theory. Here's the theory. And, and if you go back and you look, I've, I've distinctly looked at this. I didn't come up with this theory. I just heard it and thought it was brilliant and wondered why I, I didn't come, come up with this theory, though, and I'm proud well, of that. Aren't you smart? Here's the thing. Ned Stark, most honorable guy in the world, dies for yes. his honor. Yes. Somehow has a bastard. How does right. that happen? Here's the thing. Yes. He finds his sister. Yep. First, Rhaegar Targaryen steals. Who has been usurped. Sure. Usurped all over the place. Rhaegar Targaryen steals Ned's sister away. Steals. Steals. They run away, and and then Robert and Ned start a war over it, essentially. Amongst other things. And um, what happens? Ned goes to save his sister, and this much we know. He finds her in a room filled with flowers. Yes. In a bed covered in blood. Yes. 
supposedly what you're supposed to take away from this is, oh, Rhaegar killed her, or someone killed her, one of Rhaegar's yes. people. Why in the right. hell would he do that? He, you already know, it's it's pretty well said in the books at least, that Rhaegar supposedly loved, uh, I can't think of her name right Leon. now. Leon. Leon, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And all this other stuff. And Leon's last words to Ned are, promise me, Ned. Promise me. Death. Death. Now, what in the hell is he promising? Well. Supposedly to kill Rhaegar. Because she's like, oh my god, he killed me. No. She gave birth to Rhaegar's bastard, Jon Snow. Yes. And Jon Snow is a Targaryen. And I think I think all those pieces fit in place, and so what you really have are kind of the the joining of the of the ch- of the children of Targaryen in, at this point. Yes, Jon Snow would actually be a nephew to Daenerys. Yes, she would be yes. Danny's nephew. And, yes, and here here's partly why I think this is going to become important eventually. In the, again, this is this is said in the books. I don't think it's been addressed necessarily in the show, but. Danny is not supposed to be able to have kids after the whole unpleasantness with uh, her first baby that didn't survive. Yeah. She also didn't even have hair when she got burned up in fire. What yeah, was that in but show? that's not pretty. Let's not let's yeah. not focus. Well, on whatever. That. I know. So she she can't have kids. She I think I definitely think at some point she's gonna ascend to the Iron Throne because come on, she's kicking all sorts of ass. She's gonna uh, make she's it. all sorts of ass. Uh, she, she's gonna ascend, uh, and, but she has no heirs. Uh, she's gonna die. She's definitely uh, going to die at some point. Uh, who's going to be left? She's definitely going to die. Who's going to be left in that line? Jon yeah. Snow. Only Jon Snow, but how the are they going to prove that? That's I, I think, the tricky part. Yeah, because he's going to ride in on a dragon. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, maybe he'll be able to talk to the dragons because he's got Targaryen blood. Boom! Headshot! Boom! Headshot! <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think all of that makes sense. Um, so I... I, I you know, putting all the chips on Jon Snow certainly makes sense to me as well. You know, a good bet. Daenerys is also a great bet. Um, okay, I, I'll say to people that, that you aren't going to be betting on are any of the Lannisters. I, if anybody's betting on them at this point. And that's why the show's so interesting, because the Lannisters are in the best possible position right well, now. That's why. That's why you they wouldn't sit bet on the them. Throne. Yeah, they, they got, you know, as, as Tywin says, I've got, I'm ruling seven, seven kingdoms and three of them are in open rebellion. But besides that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> Um, Balon Greyjoy so, is probably not long for the world because he's just pissing well, too many people off. He's there you know, on his I, stupid I, little I, island island. I'm not ready to give up on Theon. I happen to think that Theon's going through what he's going through because no, I'm talking about has... Balon. Oh, Balon Greyjoy is dead in the books. He's already dead. No, he's not. Yeah, he's dead. What? He's already dead in the books. By oh. this point, he's already dead. Maybe I didn't get to that part yet. Yeah, how did he die? He... Spoiler. He... No, 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 no. There's no spoiler there. He's he's already dead by this point in the books. He's, no. he's been long dead. When? Not long dead. Not long dead. I don't mean long dead like years. I mean long dead like he's dead. Where in the book? And, like, what part of what book did he die? So you know, you know that part where where in the show where they mail where where the bastard of Bolton sends his junk gongle. Yeah. To his dad and sister. Yeah. Doesn't happen in the book. Doesn't happen. Okay. Doesn't happen. They haven't because, talked about any Greyjoy stuff in the third book yet. Yeah, they have. Only to only to a certain extent, though. So you're right. They haven't covered a ton of. <laughs> they haven't covered a, couple, a, a ton of what's going on with Theon. Mm-hmm. Right, but but they have covered what's happened with Balon and that he's in open rebellion against the Crown. Okay. So so they, there is. 
there is definitely there's definitely more to that so you're right but but the show deviates from the books which is why i said that so the show deviates from the books and that Balon's here and he's he's having fun and he's you know said you know he's like oh sister don't leave blah 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 totally not in the books okay um anyway uh, so I, I wouldn't put my chips on those guys either, though. That was your point. I agree. Yes. Balon, great joy. Well, there you go. If not he's already dead, I definitely health. wouldn't put any chips on him. Absolutely um, not. All right. So uh, I thought I had another yeah. theory I wanted to talk about, but maybe not. A theory about well life and the ter- the the world and everything, but maybe not. Yeah. So then, in in that instance, Jon Snow would be the fire. Well, and Arya is the ice. No, 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 no. I think the ice are the White Walkers and the fire are the dragons. Yeah, but that doesn't really... So It's the two big elements of magic in the world right now. Yes, but that, that only plays into the narrative of the Lord of Light. Yeah, okay, okay the but the Lord White Walkers Light... are the evil god and the dragons are the good god, fire. Sure. Okay. But, but the reason why I like the mythos of the Lord of Light and so on and so forth. <laughs> it's because it's not really clear what's good and, and evil. It's not. It's it's just kind of out there, right? Um. You know, who trusted Melisandre when you first saw her, right? I mean, I don't know. You can trust her now. She just seems like this evil conniving bitch. Yeah. Oh, hot evil conniving <clears throat> bitch. What an evil conniving bitch. What do you think of uh, the? Um... Tyrells. Yeah, I, th- I, mean, so- I, I, I think if there's going to be any fall of the Lannisters in King's Landing soon, it's going to be because of the Tyrells. Yeah, and, and I think specifically Marjorie. You know, you, you got to remember the Tyrells do not like the Lannisters. Well, no one likes the Lannisters. Well, yeah, but I mean, so as it goes with the Lannisters, you probably in, in the levels of hate, you have the Martells hate them the most. Mm-hmm. Probably the Starks second. And then the Tyrells third. Wow. Okay. I mean, they hate the Lannisters, but but they see an opportunity. There's an opportunity here. There's always opportunities right? in Game of Thrones. Marjorie is playing her part very well. In fact, if there's one thing I'm disappointed in in what I've read in the books, it's that Marjorie, when I started watching this, this, the third season, I just thought Marjorie would be such a, the crux of the show. She was the crux of the whole narrative. I mean, she is this child who is supposed to be the downfall of Joffrey. She's going to be the taming of the lion. She's doing her part for the family, right? The whole freaking continent of Westeros hinges on Marjorie Terrell. And in the books, they mention her for like five minutes. Yeah. Like she has no bar with. There's nothing ever told from her perspective. Like they definitely expand just, on certain characters in the sh- show than they do the books. Like Theon yes. is not expanded yes. on. Rob in the books is focused yes. on a lot less than he is in the show. Yes, and I think that's for the better. And he's a lot younger because he's only like 15 in the. In the but book. I think Marjorie's very. Everyone's younger in the books. Yes. Uh, but frankly, it would be a little inappropriate to have a 12-year-old Sansa Stark being stripped in court. Anyway, um, yes, I, I think I, she wasn't that much older when they did that, right? I mean, she's only like seventeen now. Well, right? yeah, but I mean, like they actually ripped all like like they stop at her bodice in the show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I, I know what you mean. <clears throat> and, yep. 
I do find it interesting that in the book, uh, Tyrion, in his mind, is very open about wanting to be with Sansa, who is 12. And yes. in the, at least in the show, he's like, oh, no, she's only 14. That's weird. Yeah. And yeah. the show is just like, mm, yeah, okay. Anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> what? Anyway, okay. Um, so um, we should probably about wrap up. Um, oh, no. We're just getting started. We have to talk about, <laughs> so who is your favorite character in Game of Thrones? Who's your favorite character? Mm-hmm. Could be anybody alive or dead to this point in the show. <sighs> Probably Tyrion. I mean, that's that's a safe answer, but it's true. He's Tyrion's just, pretty good. Why, he's so why, awesome. why Tyrion? He's very clever. He knows what's yeah. going on. Um, he's funny. I like that too. You know, he and he's not a giant dick. No, he's actually kind of small. Exactly. I don't know if you read that part. But if I got a top three, I'm also going to throw in Arya because she's turning into a little badass. Yeah. And I just feel so bad for her. Yeah. Uh, and Maisie Williams is adorable. Let's just be honest. Like well, Maisie yeah. Williams is adorable. But anyway, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> she bleeds. She can breed. Well, this is true. Yeah. Um. And, but if you're talking about who of the people who actually could ascend to the Iron Throne that I like, Danny, I'm all for the Targaryen dynasty coming back. Dynasty. I'm not. I don't like the Targaryens. I think they're losers. Nope. They're um, Danny's awesome. I was kind of lukewarm on her until after this recent season, and I'm like, you know what? You're yeah. getting pretty good. Yeah, I'm still. I'm still. I'm, I of course. I think am, she'd be a good queen. I'm totally in love with Amelia Clark, but that's well, yeah. a different story. My point is, I, I, well, I'm still not 100 sold on Daenerys. I, okay. I, if you look at the other people who could. Who are or could ascend to the Iron Throne? Who you yeah. got? Who you got better? Stannis? Well, no. no. Well, I mean, I think Stannis should be the king. I yeah, mean, but he's in, he's a butt face. Yeah, he's a butt face. And he's a total. Balon, I mean, I, I I wanted Ned Stark to be the king. Ned Stark's Ned Stark's totally wrong for that job, right? Um, He'd be a fine king. Oh come on, he would have been a terrible king. That's the whole point. Yeah, the, but that's the thing with leadership, right? Yeah, I mean, people say this about the president. If you want to be the president of the United States, you're probably going to suck at it because you got to be kind of crazy to want that job, right? I agree. Uh, Anyway, um, but uh, but it's I don't I I asked your favorite character, not who you thought was best suited for the Iron Throne. I know I just kind of expanded on that. I'm also going to throw in Tywin Lannister just because he's Tywin Lannister's freaking awesome, damn awesome. I mean, he's evil, sure, but he's awesome. Well. Tywin Lannister, I wouldn't necessarily call him evil. I would call his motives very, very much about his name, his pride. His family. And, well, and his family. Not his right? family, the people. His family, the name. The name. Yeah. Yes. That's, all, that's sigil, what he's all about. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. And, and you know, that's an interesting... It's an interesting set of... I guess motivations for him. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested in that set of motivations. Is he evil? Probably not. He's kind of a, I don't know if he's evil. But the most evil thing he probably ever did was how badly he dicked um, uh, Ares Targaryen. That's kind um, of well, yeah. I and mean, you can argue well, he was a mad king. He should have been killed anyway. Yeah, but he dicked him pretty hard there. That was. Pretty, <laughs> I mean, that was pretty bad. Uh, um, he orchestrated the red wedding, which is come on, that's evil. That is evil. You're absolutely right. That's evil. 
hundred percent agreed. Who, totally. Who 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 at this point would you rather see die more, Walder mm-hmm. Frey, or Joffrey? I think I think Walder Frey is definitely not long for this world. Walder Frey, he's got well, he's not because he's ninety five years old. Well, yeah, so. but beyond that, he's got it coming. He's got it coming. Yeah. He's gonna die. I mean, Roose Bolton might even kill him. You know, like there's just who's stopping him at this point. Roose Bolton is gonna be interesting to see his arc this coming season. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, the North remembers, <laughs> but uh, but you know, I, I I could see I could see Walder Frey. Pepper I would say pro- at this point, you know, as much as I absolutely hate Joffrey, I feel like his comeuppance are coming from so many different areas. Walder Frey has to die, and he has to die soon. That guy's just a prick. You know, yeah, um, he's he, got to go. He went against the laws of hearth and home, or whatever you call it. You know, where he you did. invite people into your home and then you just kill them. You really shouldn't yeah. do that. And no one, I mean, yeah, he's got protection from from Tywin Lannister, but regardless yeah. of that, everyone now knows. Oh, this is a guy you can't trust. Worth the crap. And you're right. And you know what? You know what happens if somebody kills uh, Walder Frey? What's that? The new Lord of the Twins. Uh, it's true. Is a Tully. That's pretty cool. Ed Muir becomes the Lord of No. Why? I'm sure he has a son. Walder Frey? He's got tons of sons. He has tons of sons. None yeah. of them are married, and none of them have any kind of royal prominence. They're all bastards. No, they're not all bastards. He had like nine wives. I am sure he has a trueborn son somewhere who will be the next Lord of the Twins. Ain't gonna happen. You're kidding. Happen. You're smoking the crack. When 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 Walder Frey dies, his house dies with him, or someone that we know has to take power. Has to. I think. And the hot girl just married, not I don't know, could call her hot. The chick that wasn't ugly like the rest of the phrase, just married Edmure. Throwing it out there. Eh, I think Blackfish is going to have more to do. It's probably going to be Blackfish that kills Edmure. Blackfish is one of my not, favorite. Not Edmure, but uh, uh, sorry. Um, Fry Walder. Fry Walder. Also, Roose Bolton's bastards got. I, I think he's not long for this world once Theon's sis comes looking for him. I don't know. I, I again, the bastard Bolton to me not all that uh, exciting. Um, it's pretty creepy. He's definitely creepy in the show. Uh, you know, I don't really know. In the in the books, he's more of like a homicidal maniac. He's just a psychopath. Um, I kind of call him a psychopath both ways. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But in in the in the show, he's more of like a sadist. He goes through all this long torture, blah blah blah. blah. You know. Yeah. It's not as I guess directly. Well, anyway, the point is, I think my favorite character is probably Arya or oh, yeah. John, just like everybody else. But John, really? But I'll but I'll name some dark horses for you. Right. Okay. I really love Thoros of Mir. Really? I think Thoros of Mir is an awesome character. He's this guy that was he's this orphan who, you know, comes to faith in in his God, not by choice, but by force. He does all the right things. He says all the right stuff. But he does a lot of really evil stuff, too. You know, he, he doesn't follow the priestly life. And he, he leaves on his journey and, and hangs out with Robert Baratheon because 
Robert Baratheon's going to be the one that is born of fire and is is going to take over all of Westeros. And all he ends up doing is drinking and killing with him. The guy lights his sword on fire as he <laughs> runs down the hill, slicing people in half. You gotta love this guy. You gotta love him. And then, all right. he he, you know, besides the fact that he's saying the prayers and bringing people back to life, I mean, that's pretty freaking cool. That's that's interesting. I was thinking about that because I was listening to that part on the audiobook when I was going into work this morning. I was like. Yeah. This is, there's a lot going on here that needs to be addressed. Like, why the hell is this guy able to bring people back from the dead? Or at least at least one person back from the dead many times, you know? Yes. But anyway, I like Thoros of Mir because he's got, that, he's got that kind of priestly quality to him, and he does the stuff that he's supposed to do, but he's also just, he's very deeply flawed. He's a flawed guy, and he knows it. He knows he's not perfect. He doesn't live his life to be perfect. He, the last thing Thoros of Mir is, is holier than thou. Ooh. It's the last thing in the world he is, and and I just like that. I think that's <clears throat> yeah. Someone else who's kind of kind of flawed, but turned out pretty good. Who the Hound? The Hound. You know, I mean Arya uh, and the Hound, buddy. Cop absolutely, show. A, a girl and her dog. Oh, um, sweet. You know, I, I think I think the Hound is somebody that you know. Is, what is there's there's some kind of proverb or, or 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 saying about you know if you kick a kick a dog too many times or something like that I don't know he'll stab you in the face no well I mean maybe that is the proverb I don't know but my point is <laughs> he is he's kind of he's kind of tough to read you know he he just got beat up too much by his brother he got beat up too much by the Lannisters he got beat up too much by the king who he can't stand clearly well no one can really. No one can, but Why even Cersei can. Yeah, but I mean, he's he was at one point the left hand man of the king. He wasn't the right hand man. He was the left hand man. Um, he was the dog. He's the dog. But I mean, by you the know, way, everyone in the chat, tell us your favorite characters because I want to take a little yeah. formal poll here. I'm interested. But go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. So I like the hound. The hound is a, is a great choice. The hound is a a great choice for for a dark horse he's favorite a dark character. Horse. I doubt Bran is anyone's favorite character. No, Bran has a big part to play. I'm sure he does, but he's so <sighs> boring. He's kind of boring, but he, he's going to get a lot more exciting, I have a feeling, pretty soon. He's part of the problem is he's, you know, I hate to say this, but part of the problem is that he's immobile and he can't exactly get up and fight things. Man, you just, you're so sexist. Yeah, so, you know, he's he <laughs> might have to command an entire army of wolves to jump over the wall or something, but that would be pretty badass. But anyway, um, Bran... Brands, I don't think anybody's favorite character. I, uh, I, I think Sam's a pretty cool character. He's he's fun, but I don't think he's going to be anybody's favorite. I hope there's um, less focus on Sam coming up because it's like, okay, we get it. You're you did your stuff, kind of dumb. He played his part. He figured out the mystery. Yeah, I'm fine he, with going away from him now. Yeah, he, he figured out the mystery. He saved Gilly's life. He's probably going to go out uh, against his vows. Prediction. <laughs> Danny and Jones, future child. Yes, yes. Um, well, well, Targaryens can have multiple wives, so John will marry Danny and Egret. Yeah. I'm also really interested to see what's coming with the Martells because <laughs> I have a funny feeling the Red Viper is going to end up being one of my favorite characters. Even I think the Martells no. are going to play a big part this coming season. The oh, last, huge the last part, house but... we haven't heard from. Yeah, but if you have not read all the way to the point that I have, which is a little after the Red Wedding, which is actually right where the show stops. 
Yes, but even I, just I, that I have part, read. I've read the part where uh, they're writing to the to the wedding. Yeah, where they're he's yeah. introduced. Yeah, so you read he the definitely part where he's has. Introduced. Yeah, he definitely has no love lost on Lannisters because it was a Martell who was married to Rhaegar Targaryen and was brutally killed and raped by the mountain raped and killed raped and, and killed. all the ch- all the children too all the children and... smashed on the rocks on Tywin yes. or- Lannister's orders yes that so he... is they... awkward dinner party ready yeah. to happen hate the Lannisters <laughs> um and so i think that's going to be interesting to see but i uh, i have a funny feeling over in martell the red viper is going to be hmm. One of my favorite characters. I'm interesting that a couple of people in the chat really liked Rob. I mean, I liked Rob fine, but it wasn't my favorite yeah. character. No, no, I, I liked Rob as well, but I thought he would make you know, a good king. But yeah, you know what's interesting about Rob is that in the show they don't do nearly as good a job. I think they do in the book of mirroring why he dies, and they do that because um, I think the the book is a lot more kind of removed from how it happens. You know. First of all, for the show, they they have Una Chapman who plays whatever than her name is. She's not in the book because she's not a real character. I don't know who you're um, saying. Not Jane. Not Jane. Yeah, I can't think of her name right now. She, anyway, well, her, J- Jane in the books is kind of inconsequential. Yeah, it, it totally. The yeah. only the only consequence that she plays is the fact that she got a little too close to Rob when he was injured. Yeah, they did the nasty and the pasty. And then, and because he's such an honorable guy, yeah, he I didn't like he asked to marry her. I didn't like that. I thought that was dumb. I, I liked it. Cool. I liked it better in the show because the because the it gives a little bit more the fatal flaw in Ned is the fatal flaw in his son, and I think that's really cool. Eh. Ned's fatal flaw well, was that he was so honorable that he blindly followed that, well, even to make he was lawful stupid, as we used to say in Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, he was lawful stupid. Rob was also lawful stupid. He cost himself the entire war because he married some chick that he that he had sex with. Well, that was only part of it. It was also the fact that he was in both the show and the book. He was lawful stupid in that he beheaded Carstark. Carstark. Yeah. For killing the two Lannister boys in the dungeon. Right. So right. in both those instances, that was definitely a lawful stupid act because now he's pissed off thousands of his own soldiers who now have run off. Exactly. And that's like the impetus for him having to go talk to Walder Frey in the first place. In the first place. Exactly. So it's, it is, it's, you know, I just, I thought that narrative in the book was pretty cool how it mirrored that story. And, you know, as much (laughs) as I love Una Chapman and, and her wonderful talent, um, you know, I'm getting stabbed in the tummy. I kind of liked, um. You know what I mean? I kind of like the story with Jane. I thought that was a you know the the, the Westerling story was pretty interesting. Uh, yes, Wilson three hundred nine. You should read the books. Especially how in... how much do you think thirteen percent a show like this? You know, do you think the average fan could talk about um could give an accurate account of a backstory for Cersei Lannister? Did you say an average fan? Yeah, like an average fan that just that, that casually watches the, or what came under the show and has now watched all the episodes. Do you think they could give it? You know, do you think how how far do you how deep do you think they go in mythology there? The average fan, yeah, the average fan, probably not the a huge fan. amount. They'd probably say, "Hey, she's a biatch and she likes doing her brother." 
Do you think it's more That's or less uh, it, it, for that exact same concept? Is it more or less than other shows? Do people know more or, or are they made to look more in depth on these characters? And do they know more than they would in other shows? Yes, but only, well, not only because, yes, because there's a lot more source material to look at. Yeah, good point. My point is, so I, 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 well, I'm, I'm not really saying I'm making a point. I'm kind of asking the question, but the reason I ask is because I think it's one of the reasons Game of Thrones is so great is because with every single character, there's a huge story to tell, right? Well, yeah. There's just so much. You know, all the characters have incredibly diverse motivations. That to me is why the show is good, right? You ask me why Game of Thrones is good? It's because the motivations of characters are tangible and they are relatable in a way that many shows completely neglect to do. And much yeah. fantasy fails to do. Watch your average crappy sci-fi channel original fantasy movie and you're going to get characters that are about yay deep. Uh-huh. Right? They're terrible. Or the great Dungeons and Dragons movie. There was one good Dungeons and Dragons movie made by the Sci-Fi Channel, and it was good, not great. Actually, I don't think the Sci-Fi Channel made it. I think that was a yeah. They just happened oh, to air it. I see. I see. Well, they definitely made sequels, and they were terrible. Yes. Um, and yes, Karstark did kill the two Lannister boys. Yes, but what you know? <laughs> but I think with Game of Thrones, you're almost forced. It's it's as if you. It is it is the best kind of fantasy, which in my mind is relatable escapism. Fantasy is nothing but relatable escapism. Mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons is the way that it is because it is relatable escapism. And I think it serves a similar purpose. They will never have the same kind of cultural weight, right? And don't tell don't go tell your non geeky friends who love Game of Thrones. But they're pretty much doing the same thing with Game of Thrones in terms of enjoyment as I think people get out of Dungeons and Dragons or Lord of the Rings or any of these other things that, that people would say are different kinds of cultural forms that are left to the geeks, right? Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, they're getting suckered in, and it's totally cool. Hopefully it's it totally lasts. cool. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And that's another question. How long do you think this is going to last? What do you think they're going to do with the show? Because we've only got a couple more books to go here. And until yes. season three, we were going a book at a time. Well, I get the feeling. I mean, okay, so I don't have the books in front of me, and I also haven't read the fourth and fifth books yet. But from what I understand, it, the fifth book is huge. Correct? Yes, it's, a, it's another book just the size of the third book. So they'll probably make two seasons out of that. But they're also throwing some stuff from the fourth book in this past season as well, I believe, with Tyr uh, sorry, Theon. So They've done that for every one of them. They believe they bled over the books. Yeah. Here's my guess. Yeah. They finish up the season. The next season, season five, will be the fourth book. Season six, the first half of the fifth book. Yeah. Season seven, the second half. Eight and nine will be the sixth book, which will be definitely yep. out by then. And then yes. the seventh book is the big question. It's supposed to be the yep. one to wrap everything up. So I can, I can see this show going easily 10 or 11 seasons, potentially. That's a lot. 
in TV. That's, world. A, lot. Uh, That's a lot. But if it keeps, so up, do you think it'll go that long? I think it can. I don't know if it will or not. Do you uh, think that it will finish its life? as many shows do as a TV show, or do you think a feature film will be a part of this? I read something recently about how George R.R. Martin said he wouldn't mind making the last book into a feature film, which I think would be a mistake. I Uh, agree. But, um, yeah, I got to say, for all... Okay, so I get get crap at times, like, hey, you should do another 16-bit gem, blah, 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 blah. And I understand that, and that's actually kind of... Yeah, or it's 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 uh, you know it, in a, in a strange way encouraging because it means people want to see it, and I'm like okay, well you know I'll come up with it in a few months. And I'm I'm getting back more on schedule now, but I, I digress. George R. R. Martin, it's like it's like almost every day on on these pop culture blogs and stuff. People yeah. an- another article saying is George R. R. Martin gonna die before he's done with these yeah, books? And it's I like. Know. If I was him, I don't know how I would take that. It's like, yeah, geez, I know. Do you think I'm like in the, on death's door right now? Am I that fat or or something it, like that? It, it's it, part of the 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 the, the, very the problems with being successful, but you know, yeah, at the same time, and, 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 you, and know. you just have millions of people who are clamoring for more stuff, and that uh, on one hand is very humbling, I bet for him. But the other hand, that can get really annoying when. Like he goes on any talk show, and the first question yeah. is, "So when are you gonna be done with the books?" Yeah, are Hope you gonna you die? Die? Yeah. How's your heart? You know, it's yeah. like Jesus, people. But that's but, but that's what's funny. Like I don't even think he's in that poor health. Like you know, no he's... people are just like, oh, he's fat, he, and he takes a long time to write books. He's gonna die yeah. soon, and we're gonna have nothing because yeah. people are just morbid by freaking nature. I I have no idea, but I mean, and and if that happened, then it would be I think one of the great kind of problems with this but but he's already stated on the record that you know the creators of the show uh know what's happening in the story like he's yes. already brought them into a room he's told them how it's going to, to end given them the whole character yes. arc um so even if even if foreseeably i don't want to say this i hate to say this idea but even if god forbid george martin dies before all the last books are written I don't think that necessarily precludes the fact that the show will finish the yeah. story. HBO is not going to go, oh, well, that was fun. We better walk away from this pile stop. of money. Yeah. yeah, leave it on the table. Yeah, <laughs> but, we don't need money. But I mean, I mean, the thing is that I, I believe that I'm going completely off of nothing saying this. I have a feeling the next book will be out by next year. I think okay. that's, that seems reasonable. And yep. I think that I, I, if I had to guess, I think the last book will probably come out about the time that the you know the final season or two will be yes. ready hopefully i mean granted i think he's gonna have to move a little bit quicker than he has been to do that the problem yeah. is he gets distracted by these other stories he wants to tell you know and i can't blame him he's got a huge yeah. universe to talk about uh who was he just does. talking um fa- facebook rift was saying that there should be a feature film about the rebellion yeah that'd be awesome yes. too there's so much other stuff so many spin-offs you could explore Absolutely. that would Absolutely. be really exciting i mean he just finished a uh, story that was put in an anthology talking about uh not like uh, a targaryen civil war like 200 years before all this that basically yeah. was it's one of the reasons why there are no more dragons because there was yeah. like a civil war for the iron throne and there was just dragons killing each other left and right and afterwards it's like wow we're kind of screwed you know and that's exciting too i mean some people will point and say oh that's he was wasting time on that when he could have been writing the next book and no, just go. let the guy do what he wants. I mean, people get really pressure-y 
Yeah. And 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 it's just like if you pressure them to come out with stuff like that, it's going to be crap. Well, that's right. You, you know, know, the 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 first books were obviously labors of love for him. We don't want to turn the last books into chores, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a big difference between something that you really put all your time into and then something that is a chore to do. It's why all those bands out there, you know, they 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 tour the country trying to make a niche for themselves. All of a sudden, they have a hit record, and then they got they have to make a, a sophomore record. And the sophomore record, they've been working on those songs their entire lives, and then all of a sudden, in a year, they have to come up with a whole another album worth of songs. And that's why the sophomore slumps are always there. You make that second. That second record, and it's just terrible. It's not nearly as good. Yeah, you know? but I mean, the, the the great thing is that this is this is, book series has been around for a while, so a it's long time doing pretty well. So it, I would say that's true, and I think you know the way that the way that this thing plays out, I could easily see stuff I would love to get into, where you know, I mean, when the show started, I actually I actually said this at one point. I'm like watching all the events of the first season. I think when season one finished, I was like. You know what? I actually don't want to watch this anymore. I was really sad about Ned. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> I want to go back and watch a show about Ned and Robert just just tearing up the countryside. And being awesome. Yeah, going after the Targaryens. Like, that would be freaking awesome. But oh well. <laughs> maybe maybe some other time. Um, Man, have we covered, have we covered everything? We've covered quite a bit. We've been talking for a while. We could talk a lot more about how awesome Game of Thrones is, but um, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, so we are going to move now to the third portion of the program, which looks to be a short one from how how things are looking now. But if you look here, my username Commodore one twenty eight, you can just go up in the upper right hand corner, click on my name, click private message, because that's how I like them. Send me a question. Right now, we only have a few questions, so. I was Perfect. kind of delaying. Yeah, I was kind of delaying getting into the old Q and A portion sure of the program. I'm sure get a few more. Um, um, yes. What so we got. here we go. Carrara Two asks, if you and Rue had ten million dollars for development between you two, and an unlimited amount of capital to purchase the rights to any property, what game would you two agree to have developed, and what direction would it take? That's a really good question. That's a great question. $10 million for development and an unlimited amount of capital to purchase the rights to any property. $10 million for development is not a lot nowadays. Um, No. You know, if you asked me like five or six years ago, I would have said Ghostbusters and Back to the Future. But you know what? Those have had pretty good releases recently in game form, frankly. Yeah. Um, I can't really fault them very much for that. Um, ooh, yeah, I feel like there's something on the tip of my tongue that would be really great. I got one. I, I would say, um, so somebody mentioned the Crusader Kings 2 uh, mod that has Game of Thrones, right? I think Carrara just did, yes. I would like to see, um, so a, a game that I really, really, really enjoyed was Lords of the Realm 2. Lords of the Realm 2. Welcome to Lords of the Realm 2. And I think Lords of the Realm was actually the best Game of Thrones-esque simulator I've ever seen. It's definitely very good. You had the warring factions. 
you had kind of the nitty-gritty of resource management. You had the on-field real-time strategy battlefield where you actually conduct troops around the battlefield. Um, and I would love to see something like that happen again, except built around something like Game of Thrones, because there's so much, so much goodness to do in a game like that with epic music. The music was amazing in that in that series. Um, it's one of the best medieval games I've ever played. It's just great. I love, love Lords of the Realm 2. I, I, I'm trying to think of a um, like a TV or a movie property that should really be... So, so some, something that you think should just be made anew. Um... It would be nice to see a Back to the Future game where you actually could control where you go in time. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, because I still haven't seen that. Uh, the closest I've seen, unfortunately, is like Back to the Future 2 and 3 for the NES, which sucks. Um, Oof. You know, but something that you can control with the, the, the DeLorean would be nice. Um, ActRaiser, I'd like to see a new ActRaiser game. Do you think $10 million would allow me to buy Star Wars? Yes. Because if I could totally buy that, I would, and we could make a new X-Wing game. Because I think, Ooh, that would be I good. think we are long overdue for another X-Wing that has done really, really well with current generation technology. I would buy that tomorrow if somebody made that. Also, something that fans have been clamoring for for over a decade is a Pokemon MMORPG. I think that would be awesome. I, they certainly sell a lot, I'll tell you that much. I know, and people for a long time were like, come on, Nintendo, come on, but that's not their game. So no, I mean it's not you know you know what I mean. It's their game. It's not their. They don't do MMOs. That's not their bag, baby. Yeah, that's not their bag, baby. One Swedish made penis and larger. This kind of thing is my bag, baby. By Austin <laughs> Powers. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great question though. Uh, if, if I was going to go with a raw property that has never been made into a video game, man, that is a that's a tough one. Or or Clan of the Great Genghis Khan three, Clan of the Great Wolf. See, now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> that would be a good one. Get, you know, so I just talked about Lords of the Realm, um, the the historical simulation series from Koei, of which Genghis Khan two, Clan of the Great Wolf, and legitimately is that, um, was made. Mm -hmm. That game also is very very good at a kind of Robert's Rebellion yeah. kind of scenario where you could take over an entire continent with your troops and your customized capabilities. Um, I could also see an RTS. Like a good old-fashioned like Command and Conquer <laughs> or um, a Cookie Clicker MMO. That'd be good. That would be great. Cookie that, Clicker. <laughs> that was fun for like a day. Anyway. Um, yeah, Cookie Clicker was... <laughs> was fun for about a day what else we got all right uh i feel asleep asks what do you think about walmart getting into the used video game market i'm surprised it hasn't happened earlier yeah i'm surprised it hasn't happened earlier and i think it's great because you know let's face it more even up until stuff. very recently both sony and microsoft were considering not even having a used game market thank god sony never ever made that a public thought Microsoft made the mistake of making that a public thought, and they're still paying the price. Yes, yeah, we. I say discussed. we, you know, we have to kill that mentality. 
the idea of selling a disc and having that thing being related, you know, in a DRM kind of way, um, like, you know, you can play it and only you can play it, I think that's just absurd. It just invites people to come in and try to crack that stuff, and it's just a joke. It's not going to keep anybody from doing anything. You know, the, the, the used game market is alive, strong, and, and, and great, and I think, um, you know, companies have a problem with, the fact that you you pay fifty bucks for a game and then you sell it to GameStop for thirty bucks or whatever, and they don't see any of that money. And I just think you know if you don't like that, then that's why you get into the software models that we talked about last time: free, clear, easy, small development teams. You know what I mean? There you go. That's why you drive people to that kind of stuff. So I think you summed it up well. Oh, good. <laughs> Um, Red Mage asks, board game question. Okay. Need a new card-based game after being burned out on Dominion. Any recommendations? Munchkin. Race for the Galaxy. Flux. Um, Back to the Future, the card games. Chrononauts and Back to the Future, the card game are very similar, except Back to the Future, the card game, both by Looney Labs. Back to the Future, the card game, uh kind of tweaks certain rules from chrononauts and makes it a better experience i would say uh yeah. race for the galaxy reminds me a lot of puerto rico if you've ever played that except in card yeah. form and also oh. i like the setting more because it's like outer space didn't we play that i played this at pax east i think you were off playing something else last year yeah i don't think i was there for that i like it i like it a lot i'd say those back to the future and chrononauts those are quick games too so is flux um we didn't play test this at all we played last year at pax east that was fun what was that? Yeah, it was. What was the weird game? Well, that was one of the weird games. Yeah, there were a couple weird games we played last year. Well, there was. Are you talking about Lunch Money? Lunch Money. That game was creepy as hell. That was just weird. Yeah. <laughs> just look. That's up, a card game that I would recommend you not play. Just look up. Yeah, we didn't. I don't know if we. You could say we had fun with it, but um, yeah. look up. Lunch, we learned a lot. Just look up Lunch Money, the card game. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. Kind of creepy. Really kind of creepy. Also solitaire. And solitaire is great. <laughs> All right. And uh, we've exhausted our, our question count. So, um, Which is fine because we probably prattled on a little too long about Game of Thrones. But that's okay. It's supposed to happen when we're doing a little Game of Thrones throwdown. Boom. For, uh, for you know, a uh, for a short, relatively, compared to the show, um, podcast, I think we covered the Game of Thrones topic pretty well. <laughs> Yep. Certainly lots more to talk about. That's where we would love to see you guys. Get into the forums at clanofthegreatwolf.com. Maybe there's something we didn't cover that you would like to talk about um, in regard to Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, we, we haven't given the forums a lot of love recently. We need to do that again. So get out to the forums and talk about, you know, your controversial theories, your spoiler or non-spoiler uh, material. I will not be reading the spoiler uh, forum if you create that topic uh, just just know that right off the bat i will not be looking at it but anyway we want us to be a beginning of the conversation so uh thank you all for being a part of this edition of yes. the echo screen live the official uh, podcast of the claim of the great wolf we, 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 we will be somewhere before the next the, echo before screen. before we before the next echo screen which you should probably figure out when that is so we can tell all the people the next echo screen will be wednesday april 16th Wednesday, April 16th, and that will be right after we get back 
from PAX East. Yay! Just going for fun. Which will be a ton of fun. We always love it there. So if you're wandering around, find us and say hi. Tweet at us or something like that. Say hi. We love we love seeing you guys because it's great great fun. Give us high uh, fives. Yeah, or low fives, whatever. Low fives. Whatever fives you got, <laughs> we'll take them. But we will be here all three days for PAX East, uh, just wandering around and having fun, as we always do. Um, the next, yes, next, the next Echo Screen Live will be Wednesday, April 16th. Um, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but we've been talking about it a while, so let me just go ahead and ask you in front of everyone else here. Women in video games? Question mark? Yeah, I mean, I just saw, actually, from Facebook Rift, a uh, comment about the um, feminism and sexism in games. What an interesting concept. What a thought for for a great podcast. Potentially, maybe we should talk about that next time. Potentially, and potentially we could have a guest on who might even not have a penis who could offer some thoughts as well. We, We, any of those things might probably potentially happen. Potentially. Book it. Yes. 9 p.m. Um, Eastern, Wednesday, uh, April 16th. All kidding aside, we, we do want to try to get better, more into the habit of announcing what the next show will be about two weeks before. <laughs> that way you guys will know what's going on and uh, you can get all psyched about it and we'll make sure that people don't miss the date because we always hate it when people miss the date. Also a technical uh, issue. Um, I, we were just discussing this before. I think that we are going to be trying out Echo Screen Live on Twitch next time. That's something we used to be doing uh, for the first 10 or so. We used to be doing. We used to do for the first 10 or so shows, and we moved to YouTube. Um, recently tried out Twitch again, found it a lot w- with a lot more features. Uh, it certainly has its own chat room integrated, which is also kind of nice. So um, we're, I think we'll, we'll, we'll just pull in the cord on that, saying we're going to try it on Twitch next week. So or two weeks from now. So, you know, if you don't see uh, the next Echo Screen Live popping up on your YouTube feed, do not worry. It'll be on Twitch, and we'll put up a, a thing about that earlier than normal on the website. Yes. So you, so you always find us on clanofthegraywolf.com. Don't, don't worry about that. Um, that is for sure. So, if, uh, so we hope to see you guys next time after our little PAX East soiree. It should be a lot of fun stories that come out of that as well. Hopefully some cool new products to talk about as well. So the tis and bits should be interesting in next, week's, next time's show as well. Boom. Until then. Folks, you can follow me on Twitter at It's the Commodore. You can uh, follow Rue. Rue underscore C-O-T-G dub. You, bull you. On the Twitters. Yes. And, uh, and tell us what you think of the show. Tell us what you think of the things that you think we should be doing with our lives here on ClanOfTheGreyWolf.com. Tell me what to do with um, Yeah, tell us what to do with our lives. Tell us to make more videos because, you know, George die. Martin, George R. R. Martin should make videos before he dies. <laughs> Um, well, actually, whatever been, you just came out with a weekly ringer that's on the site. I just came up with a, a, a an eight bit gem April Fool's edition because it's not sixteen bit. Get it? Which is pretty funny. So, I like that. There we go. Um, and uh, lots, lots, lots more to come. Um, so <laughs> thank you as always for watching. We appreciate your patronage here at ClanOfTheGreyWolf.com. Thank you for watching the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast. I am your host, the Commodore. And for Rue, there is no reset button.
The Lannisters send their regards. Wait, what? What is that? What is that song? I feel like I know that song. What the? What the? Ah! ah! <laughs> <laughs>